The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In the distant reaches of space, a lone ship plunges deep into the unknown. Her crew... Reg McCorum, ship's captain. Granier Kachowa, pilot. Shen Enling, ship's doctor. Gormar, engineer. Aiden Vosky, mechanic. Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, Uninvited Guests, Part 1. So, Granya, Enling tells me it's as if you never had a concussion. I wouldn't go that far. I definitely remember the missile hit, and that's not an experience I want to repeat. But all the cuts. I'd have a scar from that tear you had on your forehead, and now it's as smooth as when I met you. Aiden, I'm sure Enling told you that my race bounces back pretty well. Good for me, too. If she pulls more stunts like she did two days ago, I can't rely on her being around. She saved our hides, the captain and me. Yes, well, I still think she should have had more sense than either of you two. The captain has a built-in death wish, and you're only too happy to follow him. I wouldn't say that... Hang on, then what are you doing? I'm healing well, remember? I'm also not going out looking for trouble. It's safe here on the bridge. Apart from the random missile hit. Yes, well, fool me once and all that. Besides, we're putting some breathing room between us and Flat Rock. And everyone else in civilized space, it seems. I'm glad you're paying attention to the charts. You should always be aware of your surroundings. We're not strictly into uncharted territory, but certainly far off the beaten path. And how are we all this morning? On course and making good time, Captain. 39 light years from Flat Rock, angled 30 degrees spinward and 65 degrees from vertical... Uh, you know, galactic true north. And Grania's been teaching you astrogation, I see. Good student. Makes me proud. Excellent. Ready for the next jump? You're not wasting any time this morning, are you? Could be a big day ahead of us. Wait, we're going somewhere specific. I thought we were just getting away from the heat and off of the trade route. Oh, we're far away from the troubles at Flat Rock, but why run aimlessly when you can run somewhere? Here we are. The star is Rusan, according to the charts. None of the asteroids are big enough to have a name. Or perhaps prospectors weren't creative. It's so vast. It's pretty much the whole system. Barren rocks as far as the eye can see, though hopefully some riches in between. Ah, so here is somewhere. I got a tip before we left port at Flat Rock. There was a courier headed their way that was overdue. Grania did some investigating and they might have come through this system to avoid attention. But you mentioned prospectors. Wouldn't they have seen the ship? This system falls in and out of favor as mining territory every standard decade or so. But the last time there was a little disagreement among two of the great houses. My guess is they left with minerals, but left some mines. When you say mines... The exploding kind. Okay, so if you're saying the ship might have run into a minefield, how safe are we? Like I said, always know your surroundings. Fool me once. Rest easy. Over the last 40 cycles, there have only been seven types of mines used in this system. We know what to look for. I'm sure that's what the courier said. Ah, but we also know where to look. Those are all the minefields? Hang on. If I'm reading this right, there's at least three different houses who laid these mines. How did you get maps of all of them? Our old friend Vic Ratha. Vic? He seemed kind of, well, not cheap, but 
you know, business-focused. Oh, when he found out about Hardin and how he could feed disinformation to the Xenocrity cartel, he was elated. This was a going-away present. I have a reading on a ship. Can we get a magnification? I think so. Here. Ah, that's our girl. That's a courier? It looks as big as the tiger, and some of that ornamentation, what would you call it? Not to my taste. It's more like a yacht. Wide through the middle, smaller engines. Rania, can you get us in closer? It'd be best to make a pinpoint jump to avoid that minefield they hit. Take us in. All right, we're moving less than a light second. You make it seem easy. Excellent. Are you getting any activity from her? To be honest, we were lucky to find her. I was searching around the edges of the minefield and spotted that shape. Certainly no asteroid. Exactly. Smooth lines. I wouldn't be surprised if this is used by nobility. Nobility? Like one of the royal houses? It may be a yacht, more used to sailing in the core systems. Hmm. Keep station here for a second. The damage on the port side? Yes, that's where at least one mine hit. But would that have knocked out communications? I'm surprised there was no distress signal. They probably turned it off. See there? That indentation? An escape pod? Or a shuttle. I think our crew took their time evacuating. I had been wondering about that. If it's an escape pod, it can't have gone far, but I'm not scanning it. We can do another sweep for it after we know what we're looking for. Bring us around to the docking collar. Will do, Captain. Tormar, Doctor, we have a salvage job on our hands. Please be ready at the airlock in ten minutes. How about you join them, Aiden? Tormar will need a hand. Um, you're sure no one's on that ship, right? Enling will have her med kit just in case. I meant... Uh, never mind. So, Aiden, ready for the next adventure? Hey, Enling. I don't know. You sure look ready. Mysterious wreck in the middle of a mine-laden asteroid field. What's not to like? The mines, for a start. I trust Grania. And they may not have told you, but we have a map of all the minefields in the area. Yeah, the captain showed me. That's good. Say, Aiden, has the captain talked to you about what happened back on Flat Rock? You mean his connections to the Xenocrity cartel? Yeah. He said it was a long story. Two bottles worth of your Gao Liang. Huh. <laughs> Better hope that this wreck has some stores of it. I'm almost out, and I didn't have time to resupply on Flat Rock. Here. Put this pressure suit on. Isn't there going to be atmosphere over there? Standard precaution. By the way, where's Tormar? Putting on his own pressure suit. Oh yeah, I guess these two-legged ones wouldn't fit. The last time I saw him try, I nearly died. He's kind of self-conscious, even with his own suit, so he's probably putting it on in private. So, wait, does it actually have enough sleeves for all of his, um... I haven't felt comfortable asking him. Does he call them tentacles or arms? Arms. Definitely don't say tentacle. There's a story about Tormar and this Batori squid that... Well, that's another long story. More Galliang. We gotta find some over there. Stories are backing up. Uh, speaking of backup, uh, I see you have a blaster. Another standard precaution. So, can I get one? You will not need a blaster, Mechanic Mosky. Ah. ah, Tormar, all suited up, I see. Do you need me to check the pressure seals? In a moment. Thank you, Doctor. First, I must instruct you both in the proper procedures for this salvage mission. Excuse me? 
If I am not in error, young mechanic Vosky has not partaken of such a mission. That's true. So? So, I am in charge. What? The captain told me to lead this mission. This is about denting the skimmer during the rescue on Flat Rock, isn't it? Did the captain say saving his hide was too dangerous? You may ask later. First, attend carefully. Your Mark III pressure suit has... You know, Captain, since you've decided he's more useful to you alive, I do wish you'd stop trying to get Aiden killed. If that were true, would I be sending Tormar and Enling over as well? Vosky's a gift of the fates, Grania. We're lucky to have him, and he's happy to be away from his backwater home. That's true, but he wasn't just trying to leave. He wants to get somewhere as well. What do you mean? I don't know yet, but have you noticed how he carries himself? Too young to have been in military service, and yet, have you noticed how he snaps to attention whenever you give orders? Can't say I have. That's because you're all too happy to have a crew member do that. One of his parents was military. Maybe that's why he told me he didn't want to join the Imp Navy. Maybe. But I suppose you'd say he's on a quest. We all are, uh, except for maybe you. A human attitude. Some species know how to be content. All right, we've been indoctrinated. Can we start this party? The mission briefing has been completed, and we are ready to cycle the airlock, Captain. Mission briefing? I'll explain later. All right, Tormar, everyone, take your time and be careful. Just because it looks like a simple courier doesn't mean there can't be nasty surprises. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 11, Uninvited Guests, Part 1 of 5. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Nick DePinto as Aiden Vosky, Aaron Goldstein as Grania Kachoa, Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Yasmin Toazon as Dr. Shen Enling, and Phil Amico as Tormar. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue editing by Maurice Malda. Sound effects editing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for more Rogue Tiger.